Hello, hello, guys and gals. Thank you for tuning in to 1920, the only station that plays the greatest jazz hits 24-7. I'm your host, Nicole Chabret, and I'm here to spill about one of the most infamous countercultures in this decade. You may be asking, what might this culture be, Nicole? Well, I'm here to tell you about flappers. You know, the generation of young women that were considered to be the first generation of independent women in America. Well, when and where was this culture, Nicole? Well, thank you for asking. This culture was created in America in the 1920s, right after World War I. And well, the whole culture crashed down after the stock market crash on October 29, 1929. But let's get back to the matter. These dolls were known for their style of bobbed hair, short skirts, and enjoyment of jazz music. But these ladies were not only known for their fashion sense, oh no. Their casual enjoyment and pleasures of sex, drinking, and moderate makeup, driving cars, and smoking marked these ladies as brash. Their sense of rebellion made this group considered a counterculture. But America could not stop this movement because women were gaining their independence and rights left and right. I mean, women were enjoying their newfound independence when they can join the workforce in World War I. Another two major advancements in America also helped create the foundation for this culture. And that would be the passing of the 18th and 19th Amendments. The 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote, but the 18th Amendment called for prohibition, which caused America to drastically change. And now, a quick word from our sponsors. slender figure, no one can deny. Lucky Strike Cigarettes. Reach for a Lucky instead of a Sweet. It's toasted. Now back to the show. Believe it or not, this was a real company that advertised toward women, especially women who considered themselves flappers. Realistically, even though the flapper culture strongly pushed for these rights, women remained with the same lack of rights in the 1920s. The women of later generations were truly the ones that benefited from the social changes set in motion by these flappers. Now on to some elements of flapper culture. The well-known flapper fashionable flapper dress worn by these women with shorter, calf-revealing lengths with lower necklines. These dresses were not usually form-fitting, but the preferred silhouette was straight and slim. Their style also consisted of high heels. They also placed their corsets in favor of bras and lingerie. Their style of fashion also included their openness to makeup. They wore rouge, lipstick, mascara, and other cosmetics to complete their look. Many of these women also donned the bob hairstyle. So some norms of these women included smoking in public, drinking alcohol, dancing at jazz clubs, and casually enjoying their time at the speakeasies. They also embraced their sexual freedom, with, which shocked Victorian morality of their parents. The flapper image seemed to be a direct result of the wide distaste of American prohibition laws. 
Flappers also had their own slang. For some examples, sugar was money, Brits meant stuck up, dogs referred to their feet. If you couldn't tell before, this culture was strongly rebellious. This group was spread across America, so the media looked to benefit from this mass subculture. Helen Lansdowne Reserve was considered the most powerful woman in advertising during this era, and she was the head of women's advertising at the J. Walter Thompson Agency. But a very influential actress named Clara Bow became a role model for young women in this era, although she wasn't the first flapper on the silver screen. She was known for her rebellious nature and sexual escapades and became the It Girl after starring in the film It in 1927. She defined It as sexual allure, and soon many of her fans wanted this It factor. Some influential designers of flapper fashion included Coco Chanel, Elsa Schiaparelli, and Jean Pateau. Now let's hear another word from our sponsors. Jello, America's most famous dessert. 10 cents a package. Pure fruit flavors. Yes, Jello, please. All seven flavors. Now back to the show. So let's get to talking about these flappers again. This culture consisted mainly of young white women living in America, usually middle or high class lifestyles. These women were widely known as feminists that fought for women's rights. Now here are some issues that this subculture faced. Utah tried to pass a law on the length of women's skirts while Virginia attempted to ban any dress that revealed too much of a woman's throat. Ohio even attempted to ban form-fitting outfits, but it didn't stop there. Women who wore bathing suits that were considered inappropriate were escorted off beaches by police or even arrested if they refused. Even a popular Washington, D.C. hostess named Mrs. John B. Henderson tried to begin a mass movement against flapper fashion, which she considered vulgar and tasteless. Her movement mainly appealed to prominent women's clubs and colleges when she looked for aid. Another major issue for flapper culture was prohibition. Many snake charmers, female bootleggers, risked themselves to time spent in prison. When looking back at this time, flappers broke laws and social rules all the time, and this consisted of most of their culture. Now here's the main argument. Are flappers a subculture or a counterculture? Some might argue that it's a subculture because they were seen symbolically as evident advantages for feminism and made strides in women's rights. They were also just seen as a group of young women that just wanted to have fun. Many of these young ladies chose to pursue fun instead of settling down to raise children and start a family. 
these women also enter college or the workforce. With their newfound independence, many felt that they were responsible and entitled to making their own decisions and how to live their lives. But many others argue that flappers were a counterculture. They clearly broke prohibition laws and social rules that were set for women during this time. Their ideology was rooted in liberalism. They openly smoked, drank, and were open about their sexual prowess. With the flourishing economy and changes in society, these women took advantage and expressed how young women should be perceived through their new clothing, style, and behavior. The main issue was the drastic change from the Victorian lifestyle of a Gibson girl to the revealing provocative clothing worn by flappers, which was unsettling for many in their society. Personally, I believe that the flapper culture was a counterculture because these women clearly broke societal issues and did illegal actions to prove their point. But no matter what, flappers were a main contributor to the rights and activism of women in today's day and age. Well, thank you for thank you all for tuning in to 1920. I'm your host, Nicole Sherbet, and I'll be back tomorrow with The Great Gatsby. And now, back to listening to the greatest jazz hits.